Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Rugby Javelin Podcast with me, Hal Cruttenden. That's me, Dan Skinner. Um, that's obviously the other way round. Other way round, um, yeah. I'm Dan Skinner, and I'm Hal Cruttenden. And and we're, it's a slightly amateur start to this well, podcast because you came over to my office to record yes. this, and then there's a problem with our mics, so I'm now standing in the kitchen. It's very kind of you. You've stand. got the biscuits and everything, haven't I've you? I've got the biscuits. There? I've got the tea. I've got your paperwork to go through, and you very <laughs> kindly offered to stand in the kitchen in your own office. I mean, frankly, I could have done this from home and you could have stayed here. But, you know, it's nice to see each other, isn't it? It is, it is. Anyway, so um, we should really do a rundown of why we're doing this podcast, really. Or what is it? Tell them what it is. It's a podcast about rugby fans basically talking about rugby. It's it's ill-informed um, rubbish about rugby in an entertaining environment. But hold on, Hal. You, you were quite the player in your youth, no? <laughs> Very much in my youth. Talking through your career, your rugby career, pretty, um, pretty I first came across rugby. I bet, you I'm, I bet you I went to a game before you did. What age were you when you watched mm. your first game live? I reckon I was quite young. I remember watching, um, I remember watching uh, Gareth Chilcott play for Bath and I remember watching Rob Andrew. Gareth Chilcott, that must have been about 1986, 87. Yeah. So I'd have been about 14 or 15. I'm sure you're going to say you were much younger. I absolutely slaughter you on this. I was taken to England, <laughs> Scotland, 1975. Oh, yeah. Well, I went to Richmond when I was in 1974, and I was only one. Yeah, so, but I, was, I remember the game. I was right near the touchline. I was right near the... near the. I mean, it was incredibly boring. It was 1970s England rugby, and the final mm. score was 7-6. Yeah, um, that, that, the old day, the good old days. And the flanker playing for England that day was Dave Rollett, who 10 years later <laughs> ended up teaching me uh, O-level maths. Wow. And was the, one of the scariest teachers. Oh, lovely, really, one of those teachers that you never crossed because you were absolutely terrified of him. It must have been so easy to sidetrack him. Just asking him about his rugby career, you know. No, but he was he was quite quiet about it. He was really, was he? I really respect him for it. Actually, I'd have just spent the whole lesson going, "Ask me, boys, ask me again." <laughs> yes, I'll see so would I. <laughs> I'd have just, you know, just obviously, you know. But um, but yeah, yeah, he did use, and he used to also um, he used to train like the first fifteen, and the first fifteen, of course, I never got, I never got that far because of the oh, tragic story. Yeah, I know you oh, did, but I. This is oh, the, well. this is why it's so tragic and why yeah. I'm such a lost a rugby. Shame. I basically started getting. You know, I was playing at London Welsh. Now this might have been my dad saying this, okay? But John Dawes is at London Welsh. He's what used to hang out at the club and stuff. And um, 
I was 13. He walked up to my dad and went, that scrum half there, that's the best pass I've ever seen on a kid that age. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's the only nice thing ever said about my rugby playing. <laughs> wow. Was it like just a one-off pass accident or was no, it like I, consistently I was, good? Obviously, every other part of the game I had, I, I was... Dodgy. Tell- I was, I was, I'd go through seasons where I was good tackler, seasons yeah, where I was quite right. a rubbish tackler. I was a little bit Owen Farrell one year, then I was all, you know, um, you know, round the round the ankles and brilliant tackling the next year. I mean, Owen Farrell in terms of, you know, good tackler, so, but I'd always Sounds like your high. focus was all over the place, Hal. It was, but do you know what? I, I mean, what I happened? Kind- Tell them what happened to you. Why did your career end? That's what we all want. Oh, that's what we. Oh, want sorry. The career ended. Of course, I don't want to get too serious because obviously there's everybody. There's lots of people with problems in the world. But I don't my... think anyone would worry too much about this. So you know, just just okay. But and guts. It, I am a loss to the game. My knees no, no. at about twelve or thirteen started getting really dodgy, horribly dodgy. So that like. I think the last game I played at 16, my kneecap ended up around the side of my leg. Oh, that's bad. I, I have loose mobility or something. I think if it hadn't been the knees, it would have been the shoulders. Yes. But Because um, the shoulders feel a bit loose, even though they've, they've never come out. Um, so <laughs> I, bas- I basically loosely strung together. I've, you know, great rugby brain in a terrible rugby body. But, but yeah, that is my story. But I still used to always go... My dad used to always take me to Twickenham and I'd always go to those games. And then I stopped watching for a long period of time uh, like from about 20 to about 35. I used to, I used to watch on TV, but I didn't used to go to much rugby because my, my dad died, so we didn't sort of... I didn't have anybody to go with, really. So I used to watch loads on telly and then suddenly at about 35, 36, started going to Saracens, not that regularly, on and off, and that's become an obsession. It's become my midlife crisis and the last three years, Saracens is totally a midlife crisis, so much so that if you bring up the salary cap, I'm just switching off and leaving the podcast. Well, I will so, bring up the salary cap, so it's, 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 it's unavoidable it's, material... I know. Uh, we have but to go there. We have to go. But there. It's, so I, it's become a, but it has become my obsession. So that is my sort of mm. background in rugby. That I did play a little bit with rubbish, but actually I'm much more of just a, just a, a rubbish fan, fan really. Yeah, yeah. A sort of a, you know, a, you know, one of those fans that really hasn't played the game in 35 years, so doesn't yeah. really know what it's like anymore. Yeah. So yes, what's your story? Because I still don't oh, know your full for story. Asking Dan. how. Well, um, I'm not a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> Please make it interesting or I will get bored. Oh, Christ. All right. Well, um, I, I, the first time I ever touched a rugby ball was at Roslyn Park. Oh, my God. Yeah, I played, I, I played down there on a Sunday a, couple of, a few times. And then, um, and then I played at school and then just worked my way up and then played like, for the first team at school. And then I, was play, I, I used to play back row, moved to, moved to second row. And then after school, went and joined sort of local old boys clubs and just, I played for so many clubs. I played for Old Redonians is a school I went to. And then I played for Wimbledon. I played for Hackney. I played for a team up in Birmingham. I played so, I was like, I was a journeyman. Um, yeah. I broke my, <laughs> broke my thumb, broke my rib. Um, smashed my neck to bits. And my, le- my neck was locked up from rugby for 14 years. And it was only like about five years ago that I had it, um, I had it loosened off. And oh, that so was... Doesn't, oh, so God. doesn't that actually... Is that, wasn't that part, almost part of the Angelos character? He, he looked quite locked up up there. <laughs> yeah, I suspect it probably is how it started. God. Yeah, yeah, with my jaw stuck out. But I... Yeah, I mean, I, I I smashed my I smashed myself to bits really. I played my last game when I was about thirty five, um, 
And I really got into watching rugby in about 1988 when Will Carling was um, captained his first game for England against Australia. Um, yes, and, and, he, and he, he had a concussion and he didn't want to go off. Yeah, and they won the game. That? They won the yeah. game. And that was that great, um, that great England side that went on to the 91 World Cup final. And then they had all those Grand Slam wins um, and you know, with Rory Underwood and Ackford and Dooley. And um, that's when I really got into the international game. And then I've sort of dipped into the like Premiership and and the and the domestic game. I, I, I watch all the games, but I'm not like you. I don't have a team like Saracens, but I do love watching international rugby. And again, like you, I'm a fan and I'm really enthusiastic, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Those are the sort of people I like to hang out with. Exactly. I, I do think, I mean, I the great thing about is that you, the thing is, because you played till you were 35, you know... You, you're not good enough. Whereas because because <laughs> I was taken out so the... <laughs> young. I mean, admittedly, I was never showing that much promise. I had see, literally, I was. It was really weird. My form, it did go up and down. If I was, you, you know, if you were good enough, how by the age of thirteen, someone, someone apart from John Dawes would have seen you, and you would have been stuck in some sort of academy. That's, that's true. I was good. I was great for morale. Great in the changing room. Not as not as great on the pitch. I think, yeah. I think if I hadn't have been shit, I probably would have played for England. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, anyway, let's. Should we talk about what's gone on this week? This first weekend of the we are launching our rugby pod at the time when a, a tournament's going on that no one really cares about. Supposedly, <laughs> well, we don't know that nobody cares about it, and I think that's the um, that's the unfortunate thing about playing behind closed doors because. You know, it, whilst it's nice to have rugby back on the screen, especially international rugby, it I, rugby without fans is really it's dull. If, I don't know because the thing is, I it doesn't bother me. I'm a real sucker for the piped in crowd <laughs> well, sounds. Yeah, so I, I like just go, I like the piped in crowd. Yeah, sounds. I like it. It's all. I mean, they don't. They it's never very imaginative, is it? They could no. chuck in. You know, when they were like twenty six nil down, they could have someone in Georgian shouting. You know, we've got you right where we want <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we've got um, you on the ropes now. Yeah, exactly. You're on the rope. You haven't got a chance. We can have all that. Be lovely. Um, this is another thing that's going to be my thing. That I support all the teams that everybody hates. Yeah. So I no, I've you never. I, I just don't have that team. You know, I, I've support Saracens, hated worldwide, hated by well, people. They are, who, they are hated now because of yeah. you know what's yeah. what's happened. Yeah, because they've been caught for something that probably loads Cheating. of other people are doing anyway. And only anyway, I'm not looking onto it, but um, <laughs> but also uh, England are hated, obviously, yeah, well, well, because this is a game that's grown up through. You know, it's it's it's. It's come up. It's basically in countries that we've oppressed for years. Or, well, that's true. But I um, mean, you, you, there's a strong case to be argued that New Zealand. I mean, I know New Zealand are consistently the best side of the world, but New Zealand have got the best academy system in the world, as Eddie Jones say, and that's the Pacific Islands. Like yes. Has anybody that shows any sort of promise at all, and they are largely regarded as the best rugby players in the world, just gets shoved into the New Zealand side. So yeah, that's that's why they're going to always be the best team in the world. Should we actually get on? Should we start with considering you didn't see the game? This is how professional this podcast is. Well, I you didn't, didn't see the see the, the New Zealand Argentina game. Can did I you? just say I've got? Uh, and this is not an excuse, but it's an excuse. Yeah, I've got yeah. a nine-week-old baby. So mm. whereas normally I would be watching every game, it's just not possible. 
to square that with my other half to say I'm going to watch every rugby game this weekend because I've got to look after a baby and a five-year-old. So I'm yeah. doing my best. And how, where, where there are gaps, you're going to have to just fill in. So talk exactly. me through New Again, Zealand versus... It's, you say that's an issue, but there's also other people that would say, should you leave having children until your late 40s? I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I am, well, that would be very judgmental, fit. of course, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too personal yeah. here, but you've got to... If you didn't sort your... You should have sorted your life out earlier. Yeah, but I didn't sort my life out earlier. I couldn't sort my life out earlier. Okay, okay. If there's some... Tra- I don't know. Anyway, was there a tragic reason? Like, did you have a very long relationship and then break up with someone when you should have got married? Or, no, or, I, I know just, you're not married. Just, you're not even married. No, we're not, not, I, not married. I, I just, I, no, I just, uh, laziness and yeah. just sort of um, muck it around too long. And, yeah. you know, you, you got started very early. As soon as your rugby career was over, you were practically <laughs> married. <laughs> no, uh, now, uh, yes, so my point was this game, getting back to, getting back to what we're meant to be talking about, it wasn't even lucky that no, Argentina won. Say, it was yeah. unbelievable performance. They absolutely were the better side. Maybe the last 10 minutes they were hanging on a little bit. You would expect but, that. But they'd absolutely destroyed them up front. I mean, this Argentinian side, and they haven't played for... Well, they haven't played a competitive game for over a year. It was so massive, this victory. The coach cried. I've never seen that. <laughs> never seen. The coach cried <laughs> in the commentary. But he turned away and had to have a moment. Mario uh, Ledesma. Yeah. And there was tears all over, but it was just, and I think that's... Can I, can I ask how, um, was, it, um, was it forward muscle that beat New Zealand or was it sort of backline um, magic? It was, it was much more forward muscle. They basically really took them on up and defensively they were so up in their face. Mm. Every, every passenger play, they were right up on them. The tackling was superb. They hardly missed a tackle. They just didn't make mistakes and New yeah. Zealand get rattled. It was like the England-New Zealand game. I was going to say, yeah, in the World Cup. Exactly. Yeah. And can I just, sorry, I spotted a headline from uh, from the result of that game. It is a little bit hack because people have done this before, but I quite like it. New Zealand <laughs> Herald, because Sanchez, Nicolas Sanchez scored all the points for uh, Argentina. He, he scored a try and kicked all the penalties and everything. Super Sanchez goes ballistic, all blacks are atrocious. Oh, Excellent. Yeah, it's very good, but it's... I'd love to have read the article, but I'm not prepared to pay the subscription. But um, <laughs> this is my other point. I don't watch enough Southern Hemisphere rugby when stuff's going on up well, there. Yeah, I just I mean, it, it, the, the, I mean, the thing about the Autumn Nations Cup is just, you know, the best of will in the world. It, it's just not competitive, is it? Yeah, no, but also it's just got, it's not got the history, whereas no, actually exactly. all those teams playing in Southern Hemisphere do at least yeah. have the history. They have some crowds, and so I'm now going to watch that far more, probably on YouTube, because I'm not going to restart my Sky it. package. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I had Sky, and I had too much trouble in the area that I'm in with Madish, so I've gone BT Sports, <laughs> and I just, so I can't watch them live on Sky Sports. But I, Anyway, yeah. if people would like, to, would like to leave messages telling me how I can nick... Sky Sports without paying for it. I would like to hear from them. Anyway, maybe this is a good time to give out the um, Twitter address and the um, email address. Yes, we wrote that down somewhere. Yeah, we got it, we got it, the we? Twitter address is at Jubbly Rugby. At Jubbly Rugby is Twitter. On Instagram, it's at Rugby Jubbly Podcast. Yes, and the, the email address is rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com. 
Well, I just wanted to say about the um, the email, the Twitter, and the Instagram. If you've got anything you want to ask us, I mean, rugby related, you can yeah. ask. There's no guarantee at all that we'll be able to answer them. Exactly, but, or even personal yeah. questions, because I just do yeah. set off on a, on chatting. You know. Yes, you do. You do, which I, is lovely. Let's move yeah, on it's quickly. Scotland, Italy, Italy. I thought we're going to do it, but Italy, though, Italy is. A, it, I don't know if we're going to sort of get into a, another talking point here, but. Um, Italy have lost 24 Six Nations games in a row. I mean, they're going to start winning soon, in my opinion. Oh, right. Really? Next Six Nations, if it happens, they have the. uh, I think they've. But they'll never turn a corner unless the infrastructure within their game in, in Italy improves. And. You know they have more competitive clubs, and their their players, their really decent players, don't scatter across Europe to play for you know well, understandably to go where the money is. Um, if they don't, if they're not playing together, it's just not going to get any better. No, I don't know. I think I think it's. I just think they've got a good coach. I think they've got finally a coach that actually. I don't know. They 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 really put Scotland. Uh, under pressure, they really took them on. They were in the lead at half time. But where, where did the lead go? About fifty five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I like they've got they've got really young players. They've, their fly half is twenty years old. I know, but he played Gar- really badly BC. against England. Yeah, but he's tw- and at one point they had their subs a substitute came on who's nineteen, hmm. Stephen no, Varney or something. It's good. It's, it's good. I don't know. Anyway, but have we sort of we've sort of covered Scotland, Italy, and said I think Italy on the way out. Scotland, yeah. uh, England. I think yes. I think in- people aren't saying England are crap. By the way, people are saying England are boring, and I think that's that's kind of the way we play. That's part of our culture. We are quite a boring country. People have always and said I think England. Are that's boring. what makes us special. I like boring the opposition into and. Eddie Jones talking rubbish about yeah the teams that kick more win more whatever but but kicking does suit us the high ball send it the wing you know that's how we tend to play that's the Sarries way tell as well. you what though we are missing George Ford at fly half because Owen Farrell's kicks like out of hand are just nowhere near as accurate as George Ford's I mean he he George Ford can drop it just right in front of the twenty two I know I know he's not a Saracens player right but think- George Ford can drop it right in front of the twenty two. And Owen Farrell makes too many errors, I think, in the kicking department. Which I, think- I don't know. I think he might be just a little bit rusty. I think Owen Owen Farrell can kick really well when he wants to. Totally, he does the things into the corner. He does. Yeah, Ford is probably better, but then Ford is a defensive liability because you run down his channel and he's a little guy that you can run over. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so our next section of the show is usually where we're going to talk, we're going to be listening to people's comments, discussing what people say. Uh, but we've, we this is the first any. pod. So we don't have any, co- we have, my <laughs> wife said, oh God, more rugby. No. Um, yeah. Uh, no, but. So my we don't wife any- said, where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Where, where's your <laughs> career going? I think yeah. that's the comment. Um, but. Uh, I've been, I mean, did you find anything online? Because I've found several things online. Um, I, I tell you what was funny was was there, the, the New Zealand Twitter, the All Blacks Twitter, just said, it's your night tonight, Argentina. Congratulations. And Eve, someone even took offence at that. There was a comment <laughs> going, even this comment is disrespectful. It's your night tonight. WTF. Who is this social media twerp? We have the ABs. Show respect here and some humility. <laughs> that's all they said. Well, that's, was, <laughs> that's what you would call an overreaction. Exactly. It was a yeah. massive, massive overreaction. Though, but this guy, this is now. This is the sort of this is the sort of comment I want on our show. This is the sort of comment <laughs> I like on Twitter. This was the wildly over the top, furious, angry. <laughs> the man just hates life. Goes, Wales were really poor. You might even lose to Georgia, but don't worry though. In a couple of weeks, you'll be playing England. EJ will go for his usual round of ridiculous picks that no one can understand. The worst being Farrell at fly half. England will flash to deceive, as so often under EJ, and Wales will have their best performance of the year. And beat us. Everyone in Wales will be happy. EJ will make some stupid comments excusing England's fourth year on the trot, winning nothing of note. Oh, God. It's not no, even let's... happened, and he's furious in advance, and everybody's going, oh, Jesus, we have, we have actually won things. We have won the Six Nations. And then he's gone into a, his next one. So people calling him a troll. So rather, <laughs> the, rather than defaulting to the pathetic troll post, none reply. Why don't you counter what I said? What exactly isn't correct? Farrell is a duff fly half and an absolute block of anything going on behind the forwards. England have only won one thing in five years with EJ wow. in charge. A championship is not a win. It's a failed Grand Slam. It's well, all this sort of stuff. I guess we have this, to this ask. is a man who has not had sex for a very yeah, long time. I, know. I think we got... have to ask what his expectations are. As yeah, well. I think he so... needs to lower them a little bit because otherwise he's... life's going to be really, really continue to be very, very difficult for him. Exactly. He's just so backed up and few. I bet he's, he's probably maybe his wife is leaving him, and that's what's going. Because mm. someone's just I love someone just took him apart, going, "Let me see, Eddie Jones, coach's win rate of seventy eight percent. I hope she's leaving English him. history. I, I, mean, I, I hope she's yeah. leaving him because that That'd sounds be like a nightmare. Imagine standing here next to him on the terrace. That would, that oh, would be a classic right. heckle, wouldn't it? So if you actually just going on, just standing in the crowd going, you know what's going to happen, don't you? You know what's going to happen now? We're not going to lose to Wales because EJ is a rubbish coach. Farrell's going to make a load of picks that nobody understands and it's going to be very, very controversial. And someone turns and, to me and goes, well, look, Owen Farrell's... I go, yeah, I know, actually, you're, you're, you're right. I just wanted attention. That's normally what it's about, isn't it? It is terrible. I mean, I do. I do it terribly. Um, sorry, the best things online. Well, we're in the online section. The best comments. Of, did you hear about what happened with Amazon Prime and the guy in Northern Ireland? No, no. What's okay. this? So this a guy good. in Northern Ireland was saying, I can't get Amazon Prime. 
uh, where I am. Can you help me? So they did a little bit of fiddling and they're trying to go, oh, well, we found this. We've, uh, and they're trying to work out why he can't. He's, he's an Amazon Prime member and he couldn't watch the game. Yeah. And then they say, thank you for that. Inf-. He's in Northern Ireland, remember? Right. Thank you for that information. We apologise, but upon reviewing your location, you're in Northern Ireland. Rugby Autumn Nations Cup coverage is exclusively available to Prime members based in the UK. We don't have the rights to other territories. Oh, so can you imagine what went off? It was hilarious oh in Northern Ireland. They, I mean, they just got it wrong. They just thought they it was maybe somebody in America that does, oh, or maybe course, enough yeah. English people don't understand the Northern Ireland situation that it is in the UK oh, well. at mean, the moment. Joe um, Biden's now in power, so all of that should have been cleared up, you know? Exactly. But basically, yeah. Amazon Prime united Ireland online, and all the comments <laughs> are, because there's nothing Northern Irish people like more than making jokes about the most tragic parts of their history. Honestly, this is so worth seeing online. Someone else has put a picture of the IRA in balaclavas and just gone Amazon customer service team uh, and the best one I think is uh, someone wrote we left your delivery under the car uh, <laughs> oh my god that was classic that's brilliant With the next yes. topic of the show as we get into I wanted to ask you this mm. our topic of discussion is nicknames Okay. Nicknames in rugby. Um, yeah. Because I have difficulty calling players by their nicknames. I mean, do you? Did you have a nickname in rugby? No, I didn't. And I and I and I actually, I know this is supposed to be some sort of like debate, but we are singing from the same page here because I find nicknames, unless you really, really know somebody and and you've only ever been introduced to them as this nickname, mm. like. Knowing their name and then being asked, then ask someone asking you to call them a nickname, it's just it's weird, isn't it? I mean, it, it's like it's so it forced. I went on a Saracens podcast recently and ended up using the nicknames because the other guys were who presented. Well, that's but it. I just it's peer felt, pressure. I just, yeah, I just felt I'm terribly easily influenced like that. So it was like Loz for Lozowski or uh, Faz, Owen Farrell, Faz. I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. We don't really know these people. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> I know a few players. Brad Barrett, people go, all right, skip, all that sort of stuff. You know, they have, they have things, the, the Saracens um, Twitter thing goes, all right, skip. All right. I can't call him Skip because no. he's Brad. He's Brad Barrett. He's, I mean, he's also, he's not your skipper, is he? You, you know, no, you don't, you don't play I'm not in him, the team, you know, but exactly. the thing is, as a fan, I quite like it because the thing is, those fans have lost themselves more and they do feel properly part of the team, mm. whereas I still feel a divide going, but these guys, I could be their father if I'd, you know, obviously you wouldn't have been their father because you would have left it too late I to have children at that age, but. Yeah, I could. I could. My daughter, my oldest is twenties. I was saying she could now be. She doesn't play. She she goes to the gym, but she's not a rugby player. But but you know, you're not. You're not at the age. um, I know it's childish. It's childish. Well, being a rugby fan is slightly childish. No, I think Um, it's good fun. But I I just think you know, whenever I listen to Radio Five. uh, you, you know, like the sort of the football commentary in the six oh six, you know, thing, and they've all they all use nicknames for each other, all of them, and yeah. you just and and it, and it's happened sort of over a sort of cut, over a sort of two or three year period where they've stopped using their names and they're just calling each other like chaffers and yes. and um and and sav and you know and and when whenever Kelly Cates calls Ian Wright righty. Yes. I always think you just think I don't believe I, yeah, I don't believe that you actually want to be calling him righty. 
I think you want to call him Ian, but you've been told by a producer to call him Righty because it sounds more chummy. It died, but it's just it's but it's a nice thing to do. I'd love to have a nickname. I'd love what to be Crutty. Well, well, okay, well I'm going to give. Shall I give you one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, no, I'm going to give you a nickname. I'm going to give you a nickname now. Crutty, Crutty. Crutty. Potato- Listen, I was known as potato, fa- potato Face at school. But that's not a nickname, is it? That's just not very nice. Like, <laughs> no, it's quite funny because I wasn't actually, I wasn't actually that fat, but I've got a face like a potato. Um, oh, so have I. I actually looked this up online, by the way, about the best nicknames in rugby, and some of them are br- If they're funny, they are brilliant. Yeah, I no, think. I Gary- agree, I agree, yeah. yeah. The Australians are particularly good at it, I must say. Yeah. Um, the, the replacement scrum half... Under um, George Gregan, <laughs> his nickname was Anthems because that's the only time he was ever on the pitch. Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> that is brilliant. Do, do you know the best one I've heard? The, the press did this one. This would not be the team. Reuben Thorne, New yeah. Zealand captain of the early two thousands, was known as the suitcase by the press because they thought the rest of the team was carrying him. <laughs> Yeah, if we were Crutz and Skinny, it would make us, all right, Skinny, all right, Crutz. Oh, Crutz yeah. So uh, we'd sound like sort of radio DJs, wouldn't we? We'd do a lot of work for charity. <laughs> um, what, what charity work have you done this week, Skinny? skinny. Yeah, I think that'd be great. We'd do it. We do a, yeah. Oh, Crutz. Hey, Crutz. So what do you think? Uh, so, 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 yeah. But I don't think if we were it's It's too much skinny, banter stuff. It wouldn't be, yeah, yeah it, it, wouldn't it would be, be harder to do more emotional stuff. And then I cried about <laughs> Exactly, you could you couldn't do anything emotional. I cried and my wife held me till morning. Is that right, Crutz? <laughs> yes. Is that right, Crutz? <laughs> oh, can I tell you one other thing we're going to be doing on this show, by the way? Oh, go on. There is going to be an interview section every week. Oh, yeah. Well, every week? Well, whenever As we often get as we someone can. in. Yeah. And on the weeks we can't get someone in, we talk about who we really like to interview. Yeah. So, um, that's a great do idea. you have anybody Dan that you'd really love to to, to interview? interview? On this show? Oh my. What obviously who do you obviously do? rugby rugby players. Yes, I, rugby players. Yes. It's a rugby podcast. People I, would be expecting rugby players. See, the thing is I would like to interview um one of the classic back like Winterbottom, Andy Robinson, Dean Richards. Um that classic um, you see you're you're very much of one era you see well i, think I, I, I no you you've just asked me a question okay okay good point good point so i've just you know i've just answered your question what about you well first of all i would quite like to interview a big loser in the rugby world mm. so the barretts we were talking about them Bowden, geordie scott Oh yeah, they have massive, another, massive. They losers. have another brother. They've all played for New Zealand. Oh, They're all Blacks. Their other brother, Kane Barrett, who was a very good club player, got concussion problems, ended career at twenty-four. Oh, um, so he no. So but he was a great player. He could have made it. But there's another brother, Blake Barrett, who was just not very good. Oh man! I want to speak to what it's like being Blake, the only brother yeah. that played it for the school, and that's about it. And I think that's what we need to invest because most of us are failures who are fans. And I think if we could try and get hold of Blake and go, would you come on our podcast and talk about being a failure? Is he like an estate agent or something? I don't know what he does. I'll have to look it up. That would be, you know, awful Christmas, wouldn't it? I was literally watching the All Blacks Argentina game and I went, how many brothers are there? Looked it up and I was half watching the game, half looking at this and going, that's a man I want to talk to. 
the biggest interview I think we want for a success is Maro Otoje. Yeah. Now, I have underhand reasons for this. I want my daughter to marry Maro Otoje. Okay. So she does fancy... She's a bit young for him. Okay, she's 18 and he's 26, just turned 26, Mm. which is an age gap. It's probably... I mean, you have a It's a manageable age gap gap as they get older, you know? So if he's 36 and she would be... Yeah, we probably just need to get to know the family and then they maybe fall in love as he's... Maybe in his early 30s, as his peak. Um, But I sort of... I know this is really... But it's sort of... I just think he is the perfect man... Well, he's the perfect man, not necessarily for my daughter, but for me, because great at rugby. Well, not okay. He's great at rugby. Loves rugby. I think, and he studied politics. And like, politics know, is what and I he, studied. And he, and he writes poems. So he's got- oh, see the poetry bit. I'd I'd want to move him away from that because <laughs> that's the bit I don't and really how would you understand. Marrow, stop writing the poems. Yeah, I don't really. I want him to stop, but I just move him imagine away the tickets if he marries my daughter. Imagine the the, the games we'd go to. Imagine the stag do oh, yeah. when you, I be. get hammered. He could carry me home. Oh, can you when I've when I've drunk too much, he just I just I just want him to be my son-in-law. So right. I well, think... let's try and get him on the show and then let's get that ball rolling. Anyway, we should we should yes. go. We should go now. So if you want to get in touch with us, agree, disagree, get angry with us. I get angry with us. We don't care. You can email us on rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com. We'd love it if you could leave us a voice note and we'll play it out on the show. So you can actually just, you don't even have to write anything. You can just record you saying, God's sake, you're talking rubbish and England are great or whatever. Um, you can also contact us on Twitter or Instagram with the, the uh, at jubbly rugby for twitter and at rugby jubbly podcast for instagram and if you didn't get what i've just said all the details are in the episode description um so <laughs> next week uh we'll see how do we say goodbye we just say goodbye, goodbye skinny bye crats Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.